Hey, I'm Chris Cooper. I took a 200-word blog and built a $25 million mentorship company from it. It wasn't easy, and I had to learn some huge and expensive lessons along the way. But now I'm sharing those lessons with other business coaches and mentors and high-level entrepreneurs in this podcast. Want to chat with me? Go to businessisgood.com and click join the movement. We'll see you there. In my book, Founder, Farmer, Tinker, Thief, I broke the entrepreneurial journey down into four distinct phases. I'm Chris Cooper. This is Business is Good. Founder phase, farmer phase, tinker phase, those make sense. What the heck is thief phase? That's what I'm talking about today. If you haven't read the book, I'll just give you a brief recap. In the founder phase, the entrepreneur is wearing all the hats. They're bootstrapping, they're staying up late, they're building and testing their own products, they're learning to sell, they're opening the business in the morning and closing it at night. In many cases, they're really just self-employed. They don't have any staff, they don't have a real business yet, they've just bought themselves a job. In farmer phase, the founder begins to add staff and systems to make the business grow. So they turn their attention to the crops, which is their products or their service, and they focus on the ones that are growing well. And then they hire people to plant and tend and harvest those crops while they focus on the growth of the business. In tinker phase, the farmer begins to reinvest their profits and scale up. So they might buy more farms or they might invest in faster equipment or they might hire more people or automate their production. They might invest in other businesses that support the farm or they might visit other farmers to learn about new crops and new processes. Now these stages are pretty easy to understand and I use examples from many different industries in the book. But what the heck is thief phase? Well, the book was originally written as Founder, Farmer, Tinker, King, to describe the rise of an entrepreneur from scrappy startup, pioneer, to a leader in their niche. But the term king didn't sit well with me for a few reasons. First, I knew that many readers would naturally associate the title with my own journey, and I would never call myself the king of anything. Second, kings consolidate money. They build shrines and vaults and templates and temples and palaces. Their money doesn't move, it stays with them. And that's not what I want to teach. Third, there's only one king. A king has to spend most of his time defending his throne. Kings must stay in a mindset of scarcity because they hold a scarce position in the world. They're either the king or they're not. So I asked myself, who has similar freedoms to a king but still lives a life of service to others? Who reaches that high place of success that can be also reached by others and it's possible for anybody to reach it and everybody can be there at the same time without killing each other. And that's when I thought of Robin Hood. Now, Robin Hood wasn't rich in the conventional sense. He didn't ride around in a gold-plated carriage, but he had freedom of time. He had more than enough for himself and for his bands. And if they tried to accumulate more than they needed, they had no place to store it. So they couldn't really accumulate or hoard wealth. He stole from the rich and gave to the poor, as the story goes. In other words, he redistributed wealth. And ironically, that was his protection because the poor villagers that he helped would do anything to help him, including busting him out of jail. He also kept his money moving. So any money that he collected was reinvested in all the people around him. So he didn't have to build a vault and defend it all the time, right? He didn't have to stay at home playing defense. He could go out and do whatever he wanted. Finally, Robin Hood's an outlaw. And the original definition of outlaw was outside the law. That meant that he was susceptible to bandits and killers, but also he didn't have to funnel his money through the tax collectors or the bureaucrats or the various levels of government. 
he just handed it out. Now, obviously, Robin Hood didn't have an easy life. He had to, every day, go find new food for himself and his band of merry men. He had to fight sometimes, and when it rained, he got wet, and he had to break some laws. And I'm not encouraging any of that, but Robin Hood had a level of wealth that a lot of kings today would envy, including freedom and time. So how does the story of Robin Hood apply to entrepreneurs? Well, at a certain level of success, entrepreneurs can lose their sense of purpose. They see the horizon stretching out ahead of them, you know, day after day, it's so predictable because of their success. Through farmer phase, the entrepreneur doesn't have that. They're fighting to keep their business going. And it's pretty easy to get motivated to wake up in the morning when you're fighting for an income. And in tinker phase, the entrepreneur isn't as desperate for money, but they're still excited because they have a little bit more than what they need. And they're pursuing new knowledge and new ideas and maybe taking a little vacation for the first time. So they're shifting from focusing on income to investing in their business or in other businesses or in themselves. And that's exciting too, but at some level, maybe around five or $10 million in net worth, they don't need to work anymore. And if they're young enough, this is actually a really dangerous spot for an entrepreneur because they have enough money to last their whole lives, but no purpose. So ironically, this level of security can lead to depression and anxiety. And at this level, entrepreneurs have to find purpose or they'll be unhappy. When they find that purpose, their story becomes a beautiful one because they have great leverage to be of service to others. So for example, Robin Hood's purpose wasn't to take down the king. It wasn't to become the king. It was to lift up the people around him. He guided his men on raids and hunts. He gave money from his projects. Sometimes he like robbed the tax collector, but he gave it to local villagers and poor people. And when somebody needed help, he just gave it to them instead of giving his money to the tax man, waiting for the tax man to give it to the king, waiting for the king to decide how to help their people, right? Now, I won't say that I'm fully in the thief phase yet. I'm, I'm a tinker, but I'm enjoying the freedom to do some of the modern Robin Hood stuff as I get closer. When local kids in my city need bikes, I just go buy them bikes. When local entrepreneurs seek funding through angel investing, I can just write a check. When my kids wanna to go to a concert, we just go and we take all their friends. And when a movie producer sees an opportunity to tell a really important story, I can just pay for it. When one of my clients has a fire at their gym, I can send help. Not every action in the thief phase is altruistic. You know, for example, I have a really expensive bicycle, but everything that I do is mission driven, including writing this blog and doing this YouTube channel and podcast every week. And that's why at this level, the work makes me happier than ever. That's what the thief phase is really all about. It's appreciating what you have, having what you need, and needing to continue to serve others because you have what you deem to be a noble purpose. I'm Chris Cooper, this is Business Is Good, and this is my hobby project. If you go to businessisgood.com, we can chat more. You can fill in a form and I'll send you an email, or you can click the Join the Movement button and join our free Facebook group for entrepreneurs around the world. We love talking about this stuff, and someday I hope to make every entrepreneur into a noble thief like Robin Hood so that we can use the leverage and our skill set and our wealth to help everybody around us. Thanks for your service. Thanks for listening to Business Is Good. If you'd like to chat about this episode or the blog posts or podcasts that I put on the Business Is Good site, just go to businessisgood.com and click join the movement. We'll see you there.